Welcome to the Hunt League Podcast, where we share hunting stories from the field that help pave the way for others to follow. The scores quickly and easily help you literally dial in on the one or two units that fit the experience you're looking for. This is your host, Jared Newman. Let's get started. All right. Today we have Matt, and I'm just going to have you say your last name because I've tried to say it a few times. So how do you say your last name? Is that Ha Bigger, Ha Bidger, Ha Bigger? You nailed it. First <laughs> All try, of those. Habiger, man. Habiger, yeah. <laughs> Matt Habiger. So we got Matt Habiger here with Hunt Score. Hunt Score is a super impressive tool to kind of research Western hunts. Um, I, I don't want to do the introduction on that. So Matt, tell me a little bit about Hunt Score, and then we'll, we'll dive into how you got involved with it. Just just give us a quick overview of what Hunt Score is, and then I, I think that'll be a tease for people wanting to listen in to uh, what we got coming today. Yeah, right on. Thanks, Jared. Uh, so Hunt Score is a Western hunt planning tool. If you are trying to find draws, over-the-counter hunt, planning for application season, which you know we are in the thick of it right now uh, in a number of states, and you know, Colorado, uh, Montana, those will open up here very quickly. So it's really a tool for you to go out and figure out where you want to hunt in the West and, uh, narrow down on those units and, you know, hopefully have a successful fall. It would be a massive time saver for me personally, in just the number of calls that I get on a weekly basis. I I think since starting Hunt League, I have people reaching out to me from all over the country asking questions about hunting in Colorado, where they should hunt. The problem is I only have so many locations I can tell people where to go. And I'm pretty open about like, man, if there's some over-the-counter units or there's some places they can go hunt, I'm like, man, I've had some experience here. I've had some experience here. Um, But I bet I'm spending at least an hour or two a week. And it only increases as the deadline for the applications, you know, uh, near, like, I mean, it's the first week of April. So we've got about six weeks. So people are actively in the thick of it, especially for Colorado. But, you know, you said there's, there's multiple other States. I know a few States just recently kind of closed. Uh, a lot of your Western States are draw, um, you know, or require, you know, applications, uh, to be able to hunt, whether it's elk, deer, bear, all, all, all sorts of different species. So I know for me, I want to promote Hunt Score because I know it'd be a tremendous time saver <laughs> in my life. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and I I've poked around in the tool and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I love how you guys have put a score with all the different, uh, really everything that you would care about as a hunter related to a unit. You know how much pressure yeah. it is, how easy it is to draw, what the trophy potential is, what, how difficult the terrain is. You know, like I'm dealing with a lot of people that are coming from out of state. You know, they're coming from elevations oh, of 500 sure. feet. And yep. a lot of places that I hunt are at 11,000 feet. And it's like, that's a, you know, they might come out and get sick on the first day and it ruins their hunt. And there they've spent a thousand dollars. It's like, man, if they would have just oh, yeah. looked at the terrain score that you have featured, they might realize like, I don't know that that's where I want to go. Um, exactly. Exactly. We'll dive more into hunt score, but how- just before we dive into what it actually does, give us a little bit about who you are. How did you get involved with Hunt Score? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a I'm a data nerd uh, through and through, and that's that's how I was drawn to Hunt Score. You know, just like you're saying, folks contact you about hunting Colorado. Probably four years ago, I was going to Colorado to do my first over the counter hunt. Right, I'm uh, coming from Missouri, and I was trying to narrow it down, figure out where, where am I going to hunt and ran across hunt score. Um, 
a fellow out of Boulder had launched the site and uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Used it for my hunt. And then just like you're saying, next year I started researching other hunts and I was looking at hunting in Wyoming and Idaho. And I realized that not all the data was really updated or available for those states. And uh, I reached out to him kind of on a whim and said, Hey man, would you sell your website to me? <laughs> so, uh, that's, <laughs> that's really that's how it how, happened. <laughs> that's literally how it happened. It was just a cold email. Uh, and I was oddly enough in a motel room in Bangalore, India at the time when I sent it. So <laughs> no way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a data nerd. I did a bunch of, uh, I used to run data science teams for, you know, fortune 500 companies and spent a decade doing that. And when I saw hunt score and kind of the potential, you know, thinking, man, it could save me a lot of time and a whole lot of other people. And there's a lot of features that I'd like to add as a hunter. Um, and you know, it was just, just kind of fortuitous where, uh, the previous owner who, who had developed it, he was ready to get out and move on to something else. And I was ready to take it over. So when did that yeah. happen? Like give, what was the timeline? When did you become the owner of it? Um, so that was about almost two years ago now, uh, when I initially took over the site and then about, I think 16 months ago, um, I just, I jumped in full time. So okay. I quit my job and said, screw it. I'm going to see if I can make this thing work. Uh, and just have been, you know, working like crazy ever since. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I understand so, that yeah, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, all about that, man, starting up hunt league and, uh, working, working on that. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been kind of a wild ride. Uh, you know, the core site, people who have visited hunt score previously, like, we haven't done a lot of changes to uh, just the UI functionality. Of sure. It. Uh, but the biggest thing is, you know, they're really only Colorado was kind of covered fully with draw data and harvest data. Um, now we cover 12 states, basically everything in the West except uh, Alaska. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm waiting on some data from Washington, but hopefully we'll have that here uh, next month. But yeah, so got all that covered. We've rolled out a bunch of stuff around like the terrain scores um, are really enhanced. There's a lot of information around elevation changes and the types of uh, elevation profiles you see, ton of weather data, like historical stuff. Yep. Because, um, that you know, that's, that's a big one, like knowing what type of weather you might run into. Uh, we've really added a lot of stuff around being able to um, kind of filter units and draws and see with a map UI, how that's changing, like what units um, in the state are available. You know, if you have five preference points, where exactly are you gonna be hunting? Uh, just a lot of, we've done a lot of updates to be able to select those hunts. Yep. And then also we've added some pretty cool features around hunt reminders. So, or application reminders, if you want to make sure you never miss an application period or miss buy note on a preference point or, uh, miss the, you know, start of like over the counter tag sales. Yep. It's you, huge. You, yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, you can go and set up reminders for all that stuff. Um, up to 30 days out, you customize it for yourself. You can get an email or a SMS, uh, and make sure that you, you know, you, you're not going to miss those deadlines. No, I mean, that's, that's um, a huge benefit. And now 
Give me an idea because I missed, I actually missed my spring turkey deadline in Colorado. For some reason I had in my head, yeah, it's February 12th and I think it was February 1st and I, I logged in like maybe February 3rd and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put in for my spring turkey. And it was like, oh, the debt application is closed. I was like, Close. you <laughs> have got to be kidding me. Like I'm so frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. And in Colorado, I mean, you gotta, you know, if you're buying preference points, um, you gotta purchase them in the normal application period. Like there's no, yeah, it's not like Wyoming where you can go and and pay 50 bucks later. Yep. Yep. Okay. So what species do you cover? Um, it, it kind of depends on the state. Typically we're going to cover all the big game species. Okay. So you've got elk, you've got deer, you've got bear pronghorn. Do you you uh, cover things like bighorn sheep and moose and some of the more difficult to draw? All that, all that is covered. Um, you know, spoiler alert: draws are terrible uh, for all of those. Um, but they're there, right? So if you want to start building points and say, okay, it's going to take a decade, or it's going to take fifteen years, or whatever it might be, um, you, you can see that and start planning. Yeah. And then, you know, we've usually also got uh, turkey because a lot, a lot of states that'll be either over the counter, you know, it's considered a big game species um, yeah. in a lot of states. So, well, I need yeah. that reminder set up on mine for Turkey. Cause that, that's an yeah, easy man. one for me to miss. You know, you get into the start of the year and you got all these different like trade shows and there's so much commotion in the outdoor space, right at the, right at the front of the year. And it, I, it just kind of got lost to me that, that the big game application stuff won't ever be lost on me for Colorado. But I yeah. realized like, Oh my gosh, you know, I, like New Mexico is about to close you got Arizona, you got all these places that, that maybe close a little bit earlier. And if, yep. if you have plans to do that, it's like, okay, like you, you missed your window. It's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I'm like a little embarrassed to say this, but <laughs> I missed Colorado last year. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just building points, but you know, I was busy and like, even though, okay, the reminders are great, but you still gotta, you know, get off your butt and log in and and uh yeah your point and i had the reminder and i was like okay i'll do that tomorrow <laughs> uh and then i just you know didn't get back and do it so no that's the worst okay now give me this because there's going to be people here that have never ventured to the hunt score website so we've kind of mentioned yeah. it helps you with it it assigns a score to so many different things so if yeah. somebody has never been to the hunt score website and they 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 go to huntscore.com what do they, what do they see? Give, give us an idea of the user interface. And I know it's kind of hard to describe over a podcast, but like, what, what am I going to see when I go to hunt score? So what you're going to see when you first, you know, hit the site is you'll be able to select a species or a state that you're interested in hunting, right? That's your entry point into the site. Okay. Um, and once you, once you uh, select that, then you can either go and look at draws or you can look at units. And we kind of split them up that way because, you know, there are uh, plenty of over-the-counter opportunities in the West. People, I, I don't know, sometimes I think people only believe the entire West is all draw uh, if they're not familiar with it. But <laughs> sure. hey, man, there's a lot of over-the-counter opportunities. So uh, we kind of split it up. You can either look at a unit or you can dive into draws. Um, let's start with the units. If you want to look at units, uh, what you're going to see in kind of how hunt score, you know, the original concept was, Hey, there's, there's a ton of units in every state. So it's difficult to filter through, you know, all of the context around pressure and success and draws. 
So maybe we can just create some scores to quickly and easily uh, sort and rank those units. So consider it like, you know, um, your, your hottest units or your coldest units. Okay. Uh, and that's what you're going to see initially if you select units. So if I go Colorado elk, I'm going to get a list uh, of the best units to hunt down to the worst units to hunt in Colorado. Um, you might say like, what does best mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that is the, yeah. the next question. So when you're, when you're kind of listing a rank, what goes into that rank so that we get, we get a better understanding. So now, now they're actually listed from hot to cold. What makes yeah. something hot? So, uh, you've got, you've got nine characteristics and, um, it would literally take us 20 minutes to dive into everything here. So I won't go too deep. Okay. People who want to really get into it can go to the website and read the blog on the hunt score methodology, but we've got nine characteristics that we rank. Um, and those are success, terrain features, uh, convenience, like, you know, how close are you to grocery stores and hospitals and things like that? Um, the, how easy it is to draw, um, the pressure in a unit, the uh, opportunity, how many tags there are available. And let me think what else I'm missing something here. Um, oh, we've also got like a trophy potential as well and public access, man, missing public access. So those are the nine characteristics. And the way, you know, we came up with those is you just think about all of the, all of the different variables that you're trying to rank when you're selecting a place to hunt. And those tend to be, you know, the unit or the, the main criteria that hunters come up with over and over. Not every criteria might matter to you. Um, but it tends to be kind of those, those nine, you know, criteria or characteristics, uh, that are important. And from there, we have three overarching scores. And each of those nine have their own score assigned to them. You got it. You got it. So uh, if let's take access, right? It's, it's a measure of how much public land is there in a unit. If a unit is 100% public land, it'll have a score of 100. If it's entirely private, it'll have a score of zero. Okay. So That's super helpful. As an example. Yep. Um, take success, you know, uh, success. We, we did a little tweak this year to that. It's composed of two components. One is the actual uh, success rate of people hunting in that unit. So let's say there were a hundred hunters out there and they harvested 20 elk. They have a 20% success rate. That's the first component for the success. Yep. Uh, the other component that we add in there, and this is, you know, I guess where the data nerd part comes sure. in is. Probably comparing at, that success rate to the overall success rate of the state or something like that to give it like, is that above or below the average? Well, uh, yeah. So we, we actually don't do it purely on success. We look at um, the number of animals harvested per acre in the unit. Gotcha. And, the, and the reason why this matters is there are units in Colorado where if you look at it, they have a hundred percent success rate. Uh, and they should rank very high, you would say then. Well, they had like two elk harvested, you know, they're private yeah. land tags in some unit. Um, so, or, you know, it just might be like a management principle where um, 
the bi uh, game and fish departments are trying to manage, uh, you know, not to have too much harvest or really to have quality hunts. So a unit might always have really high success, uh, but it could be that there's not a lot of animals or those animals are, you know, really only on private land. Concentrated so, in a specific spot. So it doesn't, Yeah, it really messes with the data pool if you have that as the overall. So You've added exactly. a layer that's actually really unique, and I, I don't want to give away your trade secrets, but uh, that is the data nerd side of you, which is like, okay, that's a yeah. really impressive way to kind of add some of those success scores and kind of merge that together to come out with some total score. And are your scores always, you mentioned like the public access, you know, zero to a hundred, yeah. are your scores always zero to a hundred? Yep. Yep. Scores are always zero to a hundred across those criteria. And then on kind of our, I'll call it our three macro scores, the hunt score, the freezer score, and the trophy score, same thing, always zero to a hundred simple scale, um, to, you know, understand. Sometimes when I look at hunt score, the comparison unit to unit seems so similar. It would almost be hard to kind of make a decision. Cause it's like, as, and I, I, I'm going to yeah. say I primarily look at Colorado and there is a lot of units in Colorado. You know, you mentioned like everybody thinks all Western states are draw. It's like Colorado has the probably the majority of really your elk units are over yep. the counter. And I have people like, oh, I don't want to hunt over the counter. I'm like, honestly, like I've seen just as big a bulls in over the counter units as I've seen in draw units. I've seen small bulls in draw units and I've seen big bulls in over the counter. I've seen vice versa. You know, maybe yeah. there is a little bit more pressure, but I've also been in over the counter areas where I feel like I've had tons of room to roam. And like I hunted and hiked miles and I never saw another person. Doesn't mean there wasn't somebody there because you can be in the trees or whatnot, but. Right. Right. Like I, I really think like sometimes the the view of over the counter hunting is really not accurate. Um and, and I and I think like what you've built with hunt score kind of reveals some of that. Like some of the top units that you have listed in Colorado, I look at and they're over the counter units. Um and maybe yeah. maybe they come out on top because it's a an ease of drawing and an ease of access. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a composite, right? So at the end of the day, um, and this is why I kind of tell people, especially if you're if you're new or you're unfamiliar with the state, uh, you know those three scores: the hunt score, the freezer score, and the trophy score. Um, they're pooling all of those nine characteristics to create an overall score. The hunt score is geared towards hunting, like get out there and hunt. So you know, units that have over the counter or have a lot of, of tags available to draw, those are going to have high hunt scores because it's all about getting in the field, not necessarily about having the highest success rate. Um, and so those are good, you know, that's a good score to start with to say, okay, can I hunt here? Um, if it has a high hunt score, you probably, there, there'll be good opportunities, you know, to go uh, hunt might not be the best units to successfully harvest an animal, sure. animal, you know, um, there you might care more about the freezer score. Uh, and so it's a good way to quickly narrow down to, let's say, uh, a basket of units. Maybe I got like 10 units that yeah. have a high hunt score. And then from there you could dive in and say, Hey, I, I don't want to see people when I'm hunting. I like the, uh, experience of not having a ton of pressure. Great. 
now you could dive in and pick units that have, um, in this case, a high pressure score, which the, this one's a little tricky, but higher scores mean uh, it's a good thing for the hunter. So it, there's high, less, less people less in pressure. it, not more yeah. people in it. Yeah. You got it. Um, so that, you know, that's, that's the way I like to, uh, kind of pitch hunt score is, and, and it's the way I use it, right? It's about finding the experience that you want. Uh, the scores quickly and easily help you narrow down to, you know, what's overall most important to you. And then we've got a lot of filters available and tables so that you could literally dial in on the one or two units or the couple tags that, you know, fit the experience you're looking for. Um, sometimes like I just want a really hard hunt. I want to like, you know, see just how good am I at, <laughs> at like physically enduring the elements. Great. You know, I'm going to look for something that's got a train score. That's super low means it's really tough terrain. Um, and I might look at some of the weather data and say, uh, like I want mother nature to throw her all at me. Um, okay. So, you know, <laughs> I just want to see if I can survive. <laughs> Right. Right. Uh, but you could do that. You literally could do that with the tool, uh, if you wanted to. So that's really cool. Let me ask you this from a data perspective, cause this is a hot topic just about everywhere and I'm experiencing it firsthand. So for yeah. years I hunted a unit that I drew every year as a second choice, drew it five years in a row as a second choice while I was acquiring preference points. Then yep. I used those preference points, went to a, a draw unit. Uh, and I was like, this is going to be my plan. I'm going to I'm going to draw, I'm going to put in for this preference point unit every year and until I draw it. And then I'll always put this unit as my second choice. And that'll just be how I get in my groove. Now, after doing that through that first cycle, thinking this is my forever plan. Yeah. I went and applied, you know, for the, the unit that takes the preference points first, knowing that I'm not going to draw it, I'm going to get a preference point, And then you know, I'm going to get this unit as a second choice. And then all of a sudden I got an unsuccessful and I was like, wait, what the heck? I've drawn this every year as a second choice. And now, now it's not. And then last year I had, I had six different guys from Colorado put in for that same unit as their first choice. And oh, yeah. only two yeah. of us, <laughs> and I was one of them, two of us drew it. I had a group of buddies from out of state. I was like, no, if you put it as your first choice, you'll get it for sure. And, uh, that was not the case at all. Last year, the majority of people that applied in my circle did not get it even as their first choice, even though just three years ago, it was an automatic second choice unit, um, which yeah. is crazy. So everybody is talking about point creep and what that is and how units that you've drawn are now requiring more. There's more pressure. There's more people applying for them. One of the things that I've heard you say is you don't really fret too much about point creep. I, I guess I'll I'll uh, maybe preface this by saying, like I I hunt all over, and so I have a maybe a different perspective when it comes to point creep. In that, I'm just looking for different opportunities, opportunities and different experiences. So even if I go to one unit and I'm like, man, this is a great great experience, I know that there are probably other units in that state that are similar to that uh, oftentimes where maybe maybe it's got like a slightly different uh, slightly better draw odds right so if you're willing to bounce a little bit and you have that flexibility you can jump to a different unit 
and still get a, a similar experience. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I don't worry too much about it. And then these things ebb and flow too, right? Like everything's, uh, when it comes to kind of the Western draws, um, where, it's, where you've got limited quotas, it, it's a formula at the end of the day, right? You've got uh, a set number of tags that they're issuing every year. You have uh, application demand and you can watch those things and they're somewhat predictable. So Colorado, uh, elk, elk is, has not really been increasing too much in terms of point creep in the last couple of years. Um, overall, like your, your hardest to draw units in Colorado are still getting harder, uh, yeah. but it's, it's like, you know, five or 10% of the units. Um, the rest of them are pretty, pretty stable. Deer is a different animal in and of itself. Like if you just look at the number of applicants for deer tags, it's been going up for like 20 years. Okay. That's interesting. So deer has been getting harder and harder and harder. Um, and you know, and that's across a lot of the units, uh, in Colorado. I know that they have cut some tags in different units too, based on winter kill, based on just looking at population estimates. You know, I'm absolutely thrilled to uh, have wolves reintroduced in the state to also (laughs) just put a dent right in our deer population and elk populations. I'm like, yeah, that's a really great idea. Thanks, Boulder. Um, Yeah, yeah. So uh, how, how have you put this to the test personally? And yeah. How have you benefited from hunt score? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I guess product testing as much as you can on something like this, um, in my mind is geared towards the scores and the data and making sure that if I, if I go hunt a place that has a high success rate, I'm kind of expecting to see animals and, you know, have a shot at harvesting one. If I'm applying, uh, to different States, I expect the odds that I'm showing to generally be what I experience as a hunter. So, you know, one of the things I do, um, is every year, like it's a little bad because I added so many States next year. So it's going to take me a while to test the pro test the product out fully. Uh, but I try to hunt like two to three States every year, um, that we cover and different species. And I use the scores, you know, in the platform to pick my hunts. So, uh, I've done over-the-counter um, elk hunt in Colorado where the pressure was supposed to be terrible. And I can guarantee you the pressure was terrible. <laughs> like th- there were, you know, a ton of people, but the success rate was, was not too uh, low. And so I thought, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, hunts in Wyoming, Idaho. I did a bunch of hunts in Idaho last year. Uh, did spring bear, um, deer and, and elk and uh did that in an over-the-counter unit that i selected using the product and that was you know pretty much exactly like i ex- expected uh based on the ratings yeah your experience matched the ratings yeah yeah like um you go out the train i had a really really uh difficult terrain rating and it was difficult like <laughs> You know, Idaho, <laughs> the northern half of Idaho is it's just steep everywhere. Um, Idaho has like the uh you know, worst terrain scores. 
on the site. It's very inaccessible land. Like it's hard. Oh. Like you sometimes have to horseback or just hike it back. And yeah, you, yeah, going up and over a ridge to get into the next basin, it's near impossible. Like how steep some of those mountains are. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, right? Uh, using the product, like the unit I hunted, I thought, okay, there are it's something like forty percent of bulls harvested are uh, five points or more in that unit, so. I felt like if I saw a bull, there's a good chance that, you know, it's going to be a decent bull. Like I'm not going to have to shoot a spike or something. Um, and sure enough, like I saw a really nice five by five, you know? Uh, so I, I do a lot of testing like that. Um, I hunted like a pretty poor score, poorly scored unit for Havelina down in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, and it, was not real great (laughs) (laughs) and it matched uh, the expectations of your data yeah okay it did did. so that's uh, awesome yeah okay here's the deal if somebody wants to get involved with hunt score they want to take a deeper look what uh how much does hunt score cost what do they get do they get all states are you buying a single state how much does a hunt score membership cost is it a monthly membership is it annual what what are our options there yeah you got you got two options um well three actually First, you can just register for a free account. It'll give you access to uh, a little more weather data, a little bit of the elevation profile data, some different map layers. So that's that's like your basic, you know, lowest entry. You can also like follow units, which I rolled out. I think this is a great feature. Um, over the year, I will send you updates of what's going on with fire, drought, snowfall, uh, weather information, like get enough time. I'm going to write like a web scraper. So anybody's posting anything online, you'll know what's going on with, with that, all that you can get with just a free account. Um, that's great. Then, yeah. So th- then from that's there, really there's, there's, yeah, yeah. There's two options from there. Uh, if you want to get access to some additional features, you can either, uh, do a monthly 10 bucks a month subscription. Maybe you just need to know draw odds for Colorado uh, or, you know, one of the 12 states that we cover, you don't need some of the other features. You can just 10 bucks a month, cancel any time. Um, and that'll give you access to all the harvest data, uh, all of kind of the filters and, you know, different layers that we have and all the draw. Yeah. So, I mean, if somebody is actively looking at Colorado right now, they can jump on your platform, subscribe for the month, and they can basically get everything that they need to be able to apply Yep. for this year's draw. Yep. Uh, so they'll have access to that. They'll have access to every state. 10 bucks will give you access to every state. Um, so if you got, you know, three states you're applying to building points, you could just 10 bucks, uh, get the information you need to fill out your applications this year, cancel, you're good. Um, don't have to worry about anything after that. And then we also have a annual subscription. And with the annual subscription, it's 50 bucks annually. And there's some pretty good uh, stuff that you get with that. You'll get access to the hunt reminders. So the whole application reminder uh, suite. We also have uh, some alerts, we call them. So like Colorado reissues tags that are returned. Yes, that's a huge deal. Yeah, I'm going to be actively looking on that list this year because I have a feeling I'm not going to draw my unit based on last year, I have less yep. than 50% chance of drawing. And so uh, there's no reason for me to rush to buy an over the counter tag. I might as well look at the leftover list and see what's available there before 
I go and buy the over the counter. So I have a feeling yeah. I'm going to be using that. And so the reminders on that and the updates on that is going to be critical. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like we'll send you, uh, you can set a bunch of filters and we'll send you updates, um, to let you know if reissued tags have come out or leftover tags and you can set them to your preferences, right? Like I only want units that have a high success rate or they require so many preference points. Um, you'll get reminders or alerts sent to you about, Hey, this tag's available and when it's available. So you can go try to, you know, buy it over the counter. Um, and we have that currently for Colorado, Idaho, and Wyoming. We kind of monitor their list. Okay. And then uh, you can you can sign up for that. I'll we'll probably add uh, other states. Not you know every state's a little different in terms of how they post the list and whether it's like public access. Yeah. Um, but if it's out there, we'll incorporate it. Uh, and then you also get uh, we've got a partnership with Hunt Stand. Um, so, you know, if you, if you use mobile maps out in the field, you'll get a free year subscription. So buy a hunt score subscription for 50 bucks, you'll get a hunt stand subscription for free for a year. Which that's um, huge. Cause I think the hunt stand subscription is like 30 bucks in and of itself, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 30 bucks, uh, there. So, you know, customize subscriptions down to like 20 bucks now. Yeah. <laughs> <And> then, uh, <laughs> not, not to short sell yourself, but like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, a, yeah. and that's a phenomenal tool because the hunt score or no, sorry. Uh, the hunt stand app does a lot of what your Onyx and base map does in terms of private land. Yep. It breaks down, gives you boundaries. Um, some of those things that even hunt league doesn't do because, and I don't really have any intention to do those things because I'm not really trying to reinvent what hunt stand onyx base maps, you know, right. have created. So, uh, I, I think hunt stand is a phenomenal tool. I know a whole lot of people in the, I guess the Midwest and Southern States that, uh, are using hunt stand, yep. um, as, as kind of their primary yeah, tool. So pretty good product there. And then, uh, and then there's some, We've got a, a partnership with Braxaw too. They're uh, uh, they manufacture like game bags and boot dryers, and so you get a twenty percent discount off their products. Oh, um, that's great! And yeah, yeah, and you know if you're if you're like uh, a penny pincher when it comes to ounces in the field, their stuff is the lightest. Like their game bags are super light, um, and and they're still tough and durable. So. This was a great intro for people to hear about Hunt Score. This is the first podcast you've done telling people about Hunt Score. Is that right? Here, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is it, man. Usually I'm a I'm a you know a hermit just cranking away on my computer, but <laughs> writing code for the site. But uh, yeah, this was fun, man. No, I Thanks love it. I, I'm really grateful. I really appreciate you uh, telling us about it. I find myself in that data nerd category all the time. Like I love. I mean, that's, that's a big part of me building hunt league was like, I wanted a way to evaluate my hunts, to look back at stuff, to share it, to filter it, all of those things. So I, when I, when I kind of stumbled on hunt score, I was like, oh my gosh, these things really complement each other. And, and I love the yeah. way that you put a score to things. Cause that's kind of what we've done with hunt league. We kind of put a score to every hunt, a score to every species, you know, that kind of thing. So I, yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot of good synergy here. I know uh, in the future, it's going to be a lot of fun to potentially explore you know, what are some options for some leagues we could do together right now? I know you're sponsoring kind of the Western hunting league, uh, the outdoors end of the year. And, uh, those are some of the leagues that we have in the app. So if, if somebody were to win one of those leagues, just do the stories that they're sharing with our community, you know, they can get a subscription to hunt score. Uh, is anything else you want to kind of share with us before we kind of wrap up? Uh, you know, 
for uh, for a lot of folks, I'd say don't don't overlook uh, over the counter opportunities. There's a lot of them in the West, um, and and also leftover tags. Uh, I hunt a lot of leftover tags. You know, stuff that goes all the way through the draw and um, makes it to the end, and nobody wants it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, those are they're not terrible tags. Um, so if there's people out there who aren't hunting every year because they're like, ah, I only want to hunt a draw unit, man, time in the field is, is well spent, uh, always just learning animal behavior and, um, you know, fine tuning your skills. So get out there and hunt. Absolutely agree. If I have to put you on the hot seat for one second and say, all right, best state to look out for over the counter opportunities for elk, get, give me one state. I would say, I'm, I kind of like, uh, Idaho, honestly, Idaho over the counter elk. That's a good one. Yeah. Everybody's always like Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Um, I like what Idaho did with, honestly, with limiting their, uh, non-resident, non-residents. Yeah. Um, I thought that was, I just, I, you know, I, I hunted out there this year. I thought it was a better experience than what I've had in, uh, in Colorado. So see, that's, that's critical, good information. All right deer over the counter i know deer is becoming a harder thing to draw is there any deer over the counter states that uh you would put on that list you know i'm i might i might put idaho on there too uh just for opportunities right sure um overall but i'm also kind of a a penny pincher so uh, <laughs> i might just go to wyoming and shoot a doe <laughs> okay yeah well uh that's that's a ton of fun thanks for letting me just put you on the spot with a couple of those because i know yeah. prime the majority of hunt league users have either selected deer or elk as their primary species we've got a few people that are waterfowl coyote you know yep. i'd say the vast majority of our users right now are elk and deer primary so th- those would be kind of my two questions um matt Thank you so much for being a part of the Hunt League podcast, for for jumping on, doing your first podcast with us. I'm excited to share Hunt Score with our community and and uh, you know let them hear more about it. So thanks for taking time today. Um, you know if you're listening, I'd encourage you to go go check out Hunt Score. It's a phenomenal tool. We are right smack dab in the middle of application season around the country. So uh, you know now is the time pay the $9, $9.99 a month or something, jump on there for the next month at least, uh, get your feet wet with the platform, see what it has to offer. And, uh, you know, hopefully you have success in your application season and yeah. um, in the field later this fall. So Matt, where are you yeah, planning right to on. hunt this year? You got, you got big plans. Have you already put in your applications? I've, uh, yeah. So I've got New Mexico that I'll be applying to, you know, there it's, it's random yep. draw. So true lottery, knows, maybe. Yeah, true lottery. Uh, I have enough preference points to um, hunt Montana this year, so I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to take my dad on a hunt in Wyoming. So uh, it's going to be a busy, going to be a busy fall. That sounds like it. All right. Well, best yeah. of luck to you, Matt. Uh, hopefully, we get to see at least a, a picture or two from you in the field this year on the Hunt League platform. Maybe maybe share a story. Uh, when you yeah, get back from sure. one of those hunts, but, uh, man, thanks for joining yeah, us. I'll stop lurking and start posting. <laughs> I appreciate All right. it. All right, man, you have a great day and, uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thanks for having me, Jared. Thanks for listening to the hunt league podcast. If you've not downloaded the hunt league app, we would love to invite you to join our growing community. 
The app is available in the App Store right now with Android releasing later this year. If you're exploring hunts this year in the West, I would encourage you to go take a look at Hunt Score. I love the way they break down each unit across the Western states and put a score from 1 to 100 on everything from the ease of drawing, success rates, trophy potential, terrain difficulty, convenience, and even how crowded an area might be with other hunters, hikers, and campers. It's a phenomenal tool that will help you better prepare for success this year, whether you're hunting a draw unit or trying an over-the-counter tag. Check out Hunt Score today.